Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. My friends, it is very rare in which we as a culture come together and can rally around a set of stories and a set of characters that we all hold near and dear to our hearts. A story that spans generations, brings people together, who have meant and makes differences, similarities. And this has been quite a weekend, you guys. With the release of Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, things have just, it, it's... It's like a whole new world. I'm just outside. so happy it's finally out. Really, the, it's it, the, it's the sequel that we all have been asking for 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 about thirty years. <laughs> they they went a little off the rails on the last one, but now things are brought been brought full circle. They're back in true form. Simon, Theodore, Alvin, the whole gang, especially Dave. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, hey guys. What's up? Hey. We're in a very our schedule is kind of being thrown off with this whole Thursday release and vacations and all that kind of stuff. So we're recording right now on a Saturday morning. By Saturday morning, I mean like 1 o'clock in the morning pretty much. And is it safe to say that by this point, we've seen Star Wars The Force Awakens twice? Everybody yes. Have you seen it twice? You only saw it once? Yeah, I saw it I twice, yeah. Because I was going to see it again today and things happened. So now I will not be seeing it again until next Friday, oh, oh, okay, wow. Christmas, um, but I will be seeing it at least eight times, if not more. <laughs> so I think a little bit makes up for it. Yeah, I'd say so. Wow, who would have thought? Who would have thunk? The one guy. I, I would expect him to see it three times already. Tell you the truth. True. If I if I could, I would have seen it four, but you know, <laughs> just never left the theater. That's pretty. Cool. I would have so, turned right back around and bought another ticket if I could have, but. Yeah, uh, so yeah, let, before we get. Starting. By the way, this is gonna. We're gonna be talking about everything. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. All the spoilers. I feel like that's a safe bet right now. I mean, who's gonna listen to a podcast or watch a review or anything like that, having not, not having seen the movie? Like, even if you, even if they don't spoil it, it, it you pretty much spoil. Yeah, I didn't watch a single review before I saw it. So. Oh, really? Wow. I only looked on Rotten Tomatoes. It's fine. Yeah, same. I watched a couple, but I'm not as. Uh, not as I didn't, even, as I didn't even read like the the uh, Rotten Tomatoes like consensus. And that's since you bring it up, we are about half. We have we can now check on half of our predictions that we made. A I, I won. Ago. I won. By the way, you did. I was spoiler alert. You won. Uh, <laughs> what was that? I don't remember. Let's see. We we all tried to guess the final tomato meter, and with it being 264 reviews, not going to change too much. Uh, <laughs> I guess 91 percent. Cody guessed 92, and Josh hit 94. So, wow. boom. Unless a, huge, unless a legion of haters comes through, then it looks like we're going to be on our way. Like Josh and for that matter, it looks like he's going to take home the box office, too, because he guessed 247, and this thing, is rumor has it, is going to hit 275. Or close yeah. to. 
so <laughs> you're up. That's for one weekend, right? Yeah, that's gonna be for the weekend. That's just wow. But yeah, before before we delve into the movie, guys, I just want to go around and let's talk about how we saw it and just okay. the whole process of seeing the freaking thing. Uh, Josh, you're probably yours probably the most exciting, so we'll start with you. How did all right? How'd your night? So, how'd your day go? <laughs> so first, before I, before I go into anything, we're gonna be here for a while. If I at all sound unenthusiastic or exhausted <laughs> during this whole thing, it's not because I didn't love the movie. Um, it's because I'll, I'll get into that now. I spent 17 hours in a movie theater from three in the morning mm-hmm. until 9:45 at night. And that was starting out. I had not slept since 10 o'clock the day before that. <laughs> and I'd also, I'd also been on a plane in between these times. So that's why if I sound at all exhausted or unenthusiastic. Um, I would just I was just going to go ahead and assume that it just it really just deeply affected you and kind of killed you. And you're just in this vegeta- near vegetative um, state of just like satisfaction. <laughs> I've, been, I've just been sitting like in a half daze all day just reading and watching like reviews and stuff and you, you sound like you, you just ate thanksgiving dinner <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah so i did the marathon um starting with episode one going all the way through six and then this premiere of seven mm-hmm. um uh i sl- i took like little mini naps through pieces of the prequels um i i missed i don't remember what i even i fell asleep after the pod race and i woke up for darth maul so that well, was that's, that's convenient. You hit the two yeah. best parts of that movie. So. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and Attack of the Clones is annoying because I, I slept through pretty much the only part that I like legitimately like, which is everything on Tatooine. Um, so that kind of bummed me out. But whatever. Uh, not a great movie anyway. But then Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I fell asleep right after my favorite scene in the movie, which is the Darth Plagueis scene. And then I woke up about 15, 20 minutes before the big you know turn to the dark side happens, and the movie gets pretty decent. So that was good. And then I watched uh, 4, 5, and 6 on the big screen, which is probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Um, seeing the big reveal of Darth Vader as Luke's father in a theater with a bunch of Star Wars fans, uh, it was unbelievable. Um, and, you know, again, uh, we were all with um, tons. I was with tons. Of, there was like 100-something people there. Um, and everyone there is like, big crazy insane fan like me obviously getting up that early in the morning to go in a movie theater um and we had a blast everyone was fun i mean it's, uh, i met a lot of great people there it was a great time and then um finally we the return of the jedi came we watched it it ended and then just the force awakens happened and how, how long was the the like layover between jedi uh, and awakens uh, it was about 40 minutes, maybe okay. less. Wow, yeah. that must have been agonizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wanted to die. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy, but I had an incredible time. Yeah. And let me just ask you, like, just with um, with all the older films, did you, was there a lot of hooting and hollering with people cheering in certain spots? or? Oh, ab- oh, absolutely. Oh, great. I mean, That's awesome. There was, it was, you know, people cheering at um, the big, the big uh, reveal. People, some people were like, kind of like heckling it a bit like with like there's like the luke and uh luke's being latest leia sister stuff like where they kiss and empire strikes back <laughs> and everyone was having a, everyone was having a fun time with everything involved in that so that was kind of funny oh um, yeah everyone was cheering and clapping and even in like some of the moments in the prequels that we all like we weren't 
too hard on them. You know, we were having fun with those. So. You you guys weren't burning Jar Jar Binks effigies in the computer. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, so take us take us, I guess, to the build up, man. What was Return of the Jedi ends? Did you just sit there and wait? Did you go I'm started? not a, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, although this may be because I'd currently about several hours before I'd uh, had two cups of coffee. Nice. Uh, loaded with sugar as well as a pack of sugar I legitimately just threw it in my mouth. <laughs> um, because I was I could there was no way in hell that was gonna happen um, without it. Um, but my heart was racing. Mm-hmm. and I, I was just sitting in the theater. I was, the Return of the Jedi ended. I cheered. We all cheered. Then we realized, we looked around. We're like, it's, this is it. It's coming. So Wait a second. Before you get to the actual Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, did the versions they showed, did they show the... Uh... They showed the Blu-ray versions. Oh, that's so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, those versions, they're, I mean, I have the specialized editions I can watch whenever I want that are HD versions of the original movies. So, even though they had the words that we watched did have you know Obi Wan yelling like a you know drunken you know whatever <laughs> thing was and Vader saying no when he throws over the Emperor, um, you know I can fast act. I've seen the movies a million times. I know what it's supposed to be, and I can pretend that's not what actually happens when I watch them. So, um, and it was still just cool because I mean, Empire is my favorite of the bunch, and that has the least amount of changes done to it. So it's the most perfect. Exactly. Think, like what changes were made to it? Uh, the em- the emperor hologram was oh, updated that to be. Fine. Yeah, that one I actually like. And, and then there's some yeah, visual Luke effects updates. When he like falls down the shaft at the end. Uh, I think so, but I've never actually. Wait, I watched it. it. Um. Okay, so in the original theory, uh, theory, trilogy, he doesn't scream. Yeah. In the 1997 special edition, he does scream. He uh, they ripped the emperor scream from. Return of the Jedi. Uh, plain, does it? Pretty much. And then um, for the two, was it 2004 DVD release, uh, I think yeah. they took it back out, and it's still out. That's good. But anyways, Josh, continue. Continue, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had about, you know, 40-something minutes ago. It was like we had to wait for the movie. And, um, and my, I, seriously, uh, my heart was beating. Um, I was just... We were all just like sh- I could feel like this energy in the whole theater. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just like so excited, and it it was just like nothing I've ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. Because I've just never, even with something like I've been to like midnight premieres and stuff, um, like the last Harry Potter movie, and it was crazy, and everyone was so hyped. But That's this different. was so, this was something else. This was this was its own like breed it was just it was unlike anything i've ever experienced and i'll probably never experience something like this again but it was incredible at least and, until blade runner 2 oh god um i'm gonna make those jokes whenever possible just uh, so you know <laughs> well yeah so but, yeah uh, give me the, so they played did they play the traditional like two, 20 minutes or so trailers actually no it was interesting because i was expecting you know, the trailers that we were all told we were going to see, we were going to see the Batman Superman trailer and the Captain America trailer and the, mm. the Independence Day and X-Men and uh, the uh, Ninja Turtles and all these trailers. And we got none of them. Instead, we got that Chloe Moretz, you know, Hunger Games ripoff movie. That's yeah, I got, I got that too. And um, we got um, 
some that uh, some Kevin Hart movie. I don't think of that. And, and then uh, the the uh, ride along too. Yeah. Um, and a bunch just a bunch of January movies. Hmm. And it was weird. And there was only like three of them. And then they started the movie. We're like, well, that was weird. Complain, <laughs> okay. I'll so, take it. Yeah. So the 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 whole um you saw it at like Cinemark, yeah. So the Cinemark yeah. thing comes up. Yeah. Lucasfilm brushes across the screen. And what was it like when we just we just cheered. I mean, I don't even know. Was there music at the Lucasfilm thing? Or no, was it was silent? Okay, that's what started I started at. Uh, couldn't, I couldn't even hear because it was so everyone was cheering. Um, and then I was actually I was wondering I was wondering if they, I didn't maybe they last minute change it to the Disney Castle or throw in a musical thing with the Lucasfilm, but I guess they didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, it was cheer. Everyone was cheering. Then a long time ago, when a galaxy far, far away comes up for the seventh time that day, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's still just cheering. And we just go silent for like three seconds. That's the most. That is the brilliant. Oh, that's so was, brilliant! I love that was, little moment of silence. It was just, every, it boom was, right in your face. You could, hear, you could literally hear a pin drop in the room. It was so quiet. Everyone was oh. waiting for the music to start, and it kicks <sighs> in, and we went nuts. It was incredible. <laughs> Tell you, man. Oh, I. It's just that's just so great. I love that. I'm so glad. I'm so happy for you that it turned out. It, turned it was. Out it was. It was. More than anything I could have ever hoped for. It was incredible. Bring me back to my YouTube concert. Oh, jeez. Cody, what about you? How was your, what was your screening like? Mine wasn't as exciting as Josh's. Um, <laughs> I went to see the IMAX. Okay. Um, in bad, Syracuse. Yeah. yeah, at the mall. Wait, first screening? Yeah, seven. Oh, nice. Nice. So, yeah, I obviously had a really great obvi- audience. Mm-hmm. Like, how, are, how are your seats? How are both your seats, by the way? I had, uh, I had great really seats. Really good seats, actually. Like the second row of that middle section, right in the center seat. So you I was know, the only the only other, the only time I've ever done a marathon was for the Dark Knight trilogy, and I, that was at AMC, and they had like the plush recliner kind of things. Did is that what you had, or was it just like normal seats? Josh? Um, I had pretty normal seats. I mean, they're okay. comfortable seats, but yeah. they're they're fine. Yeah. Well, see, the do it at AMC. Because if you, I mean, I was thinking about doing the reserved seating, which is a little more expensive, but they have, you know, it's the upper deck and then there's, you know, there's like couches and recliner seats and all this stuff. But I was like, you know what? I'm probably just going to fall asleep if I'm sitting up there. Yeah, we don't have any Cinemarks where Cody and I live. Yeah. Dumb. I don't know if that's dumb. They have early bird specials, which is nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, And they have uh, $6 Tuesdays, which I love. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, Cody, how how were your seats? Um, they were good. I, um, uh, middle row, or, you know how the theater's divided into two? Yeah. I was in the dead middle, all the way to the right. Okay. So, not bad. Full house? Um, mostly. No one sat in the first row. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was trying to get tickets to that one, and it's like, ugh, first row. Not fun. But. Kill my neck. No, yeah, it was, it was great. Apparently, um. I can confirm that I went full Shia LaBeouf during the uh, Lucas <laughs> Arts and um, it's great Star Wars title crawl. And just did you see like a big group and was everybody like into it and just? I went with one other guy. Okay, what was was the theater in general just? Oh, the theater was so it was so good. Everyone was so excited. Oh, that's great. I had a couple friends who were at that screening. That's what I heard as well. Uh, yeah, I, I actually saw it way later than you guys did. I, I kind of, as I went to go to mine, I saw your reactions, and I was like, all right, well, that's good. And 
Yeah, it was it was a standard definition, which is which is fine. You know, I, don't, I don't mind it. Um, theater was pretty much full. We got big hoots and hollers at the with the Star Wars thing. A couple of more some hoots and hollers at another moment that we're gonna get to pretty soon. But uh, overall, it was a really strong, really strong audience. Everybody was really cool, really respectful. Uh, you know, everybody stayed off their cell phones, which is always appreciated. Um, yeah, that was that was quite a bit of fun. I think I had a pretty good. That was a that was at a true I did a true midnight premiere like in the old days when midnight premieres were actually at midnight. I, I miss I wish that was still the thing. But so so cool. I could have gotten up about five hours later. <laughs> and just checking just to check in before we officially dive into our discussion. Did either either of you guys get spoiled at all? No. Um, I sort of did, but not really. All right. Well, um, remind me. We'll touch upon yeah, that when we get yeah. there. So, um, one one other thing I wanted to go over my like build up to the thing yes um so i i, I saw the movie in 3d um and I, i've said before i don't like 3d i'm not a fan of it but it's not because it like bothers me or anything it's because it adds absolutely nothing and i see no difference between 3d and 2d um and i see it just as a way to make more money yeah. but my original plan was and i bought the i bought the ticket for the 2d seven o'clock showing um that i was going to switch over to and I, I still have the ticket i never refunded it because i just wanted to have the ticket and i was like you know what they could have my 12 dollars. i have a ticket that says star wars episode 7 on it so um and um but yeah i went i got out of the return of the jedi we had about 40 minutes to wait i was like you know what i went i walked into the theater and i was like this would be because it was it was the uh cinemark xd which is like their imax ripoff mm-hmm. um and i went in and i was like you know this is a bigger theater you know, it's it's really nice, and or um or no, uh, not Cinemark XD, um, the regular two D theater. I went to the two D theaters just about the same time, and uh, I'm like, you know what? This is two D. I would prefer to see this with two D without putting glasses on my face. But I looked in there. I was like, the people that I've been with all day aren't in here. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? I was like, <laughs> and I was like. And, you know, it's cr- it's totally crowded, which is great. I love, you know, a big crowd. Um, but these aren't the same type of fans that I've, I'm seeing. The I would see it with in 3D. And so I made the decision. I was like, you know what? I can I can, I can can get over seeing it in 3D because I would rather see with the movie people. for the first time with people that understand how important this is to me and all of us and who are going to be completely respectful of everything that happens. So That's awesome. Yeah. Your own tribe. That's great. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to touch upon before we actually talk about this mofo? I'm trying to decide right now if I should open my Kylo Ren action figure. <laughs> no, nah, man, leave it. <sighs> but I want to play with it. <laughs> I have I have the big one, not the like the the one like the regular like 11-inch one. I have like the big tall one. Yeah. Cool. I got the six inch black series and I want to open it. Yeah. Because I have nothing to do with my hands. What toys do you have, Mason? Um, I don't know. I've got PlayStation. <laughs> I have cats. Those are people. No action figures? I have so no, many action that's... figures. I'm not a collector. I can't, can't justify spending money on something I'm not going to use. I, I, I understand. I, I wish I was. The I same almost did buy a Kylo Ren doll, though. I saw Kylo Ren's so cool. He is really cool. He's the best. Well, you know, JJ meticulously like workshopped him so he would be immediately recognizable and imprint on children. Well, he did it. 
He imprinted on this child. <laughs> he turned into a child. All right, guys, let's do this. Okay. Let's talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens, shall we? Let's do it. So we start off the movie with the uh, with the opening crawl that I think was fantastic. Just I think it might be my, enough. aside from the original movie, although it might be on par, I think it might be the best opening crawl to date. It just, it gets so much by, yeah. by saying so little. In, in the first so sentence, it hooks you. Luke Skywalker disappeared. Like, how tantalizing is that? Like, where is he? Where's like, Luke? I want him. I mean, it just, I, before we, I guess since we're, we're leading off with the fact that he's vanished, I just love the way that they use Luke Skywalker. He's just this cloud that hangs over the entire I know. movie. And it's he's just, a myth. It's so cool. The way that people talk about him, like, Luke Skywalker? Okay. It's like, it's so cool. I, like, that, that's pretty much what hooked J.J. Abrams on coming on, is Kathleen Kennedy asked, who is Luke Skywalker? He's like, who is Luke Skywalker? Is he, what is he now? Like, how does he fit in? But yeah, uh, so yeah, we get the opening crawl, and then we get a really cool shot of one of I think it's Star Destroyer. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is a Star Destroyer. Yes. Yep. Got it. Five points. Uh, <laughs> flying through the air, covering up uh, what it looks like a planet or a star, and then a bunch of ships leaving it. I had to do a planet that our newest new character, our newest well, our first new character, I guess, Poe Dameron is on, mm-hmm. talking with. Uh, Max von Sydow's character, character Lors Anteca, yep. who has got a part, or at least part of a map, to Luke Skywalker. And first impression, what did we think of Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron? He's Loved so him. cool. He is. Yep. He's the new Han Solo. Yeah. First of all, and he might be my second favorite character, other than Kylo Ren. Of the movie of, of like the new cast. Yeah. Of this movie in particular. I mean, come on, pull with that. But. Yeah. <laughs> Are you opening your Kylo Ren? <laughs> yeah, I opened him. Okay, he can join. Um, so, so, yeah, how did this... So then, um, uh, so Poe Dameron's meeting with Lord Santecki. He's got the map. And then a bunch of stormtroopers troop, storm show up. We get our, our first look at what we later find to be Finn and Captain Phasma. But I want to ask you guys, what did you think about the introduction... Just in that whole sequence of Kylo Ren, how do you think that was handled? That was incredible. It was great. It kind of uh, was misleading towards the tone of the movie, but mm-hmm. I forgave it because that movie they, they set it up to be super, super, duper dark, mm-hmm. and then everyone was cracking jokes through the whole movie. No, I didn't. I didn't think there was a ton of. I didn't think the humor was as big. Yeah, as I, didn't, I wouldn't consider it cracking jokes. I mean, there's there's humor, but it's yeah. it's natural. It comes it's out of the. Not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I liked it. Yeah. I'm just saying that the opening did not mm-hmm. really uh, convey that that was going to be a thing. But I thought it was really cool. So. And I loved it. I think it was a nice kind of parallel. It's a, this is another big part of the movie. Some some people have a problem with it. Oh, it's a nice parallel to kind of how a new hope opens. Yeah. But you have that dark kind of the uh, Darth Vader enters the um, the ship and he's you know stor- he's storming looking for the planets of the Death Star. Uh, he's killing people. So I thought it was similar to that um, in a way and setting up kind of this adventure. So so yes. Oh, I also want to ask you guys, what do we what do you think of Kylo Ren's uh, I guess voice modulator? Love it. I thought it was great. I think it's super cool. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't. I, think, I can't put my. It's got the. It's got a crunchiness and bass to it. It sounds like if you turn 
the treble all the way down and then the bass all the way up, kind of. Or treble midway, bass all the way up, like a car or something like that. It's just, yeah, it's it's got this really cool, uh, just darkness, I guess, to it. It's like kind of like Dark Jedi, so. Yeah, true. It's just, uh, yeah. I, I really, I just could listen to him talk forever. So someone so said it, someone, I don't, I'm trying to remember who the YouTuber was. I was watching an interview. Um, someone said it was a mix between kind of Vader's deep, um, kind of really deep haunting voice and uh, Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, but you can actually understand what he's saying a bit more. Um, and I thought that was like a really good analogy. I mean, he, I, I thought he had this really, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like he was just this pure evil character, mm-hmm. but he, it didn't sound like too modulated either. So I, I really, I really loved his voice. Um, so yeah. And uh, last but not least, with the same thing we really need to talk about is BB freaking eight. Oh, I love Hello. him. I love him so much. Is there anybody on this planet? Is there anybody who saw this movie who could say who who says, eh, didn't really care for BB eight? You can't. can't. You don't have a anything. soul if you do. He is. He is like a cat. It's like or he's like makes up like a cat and a pug or something like that. He's just he loves. He's a oh pup. He's we'll a talk pup. about this a little later. He's yeah, he's a, a puppy. He loves Poe, and he's just the he's like me. I love Poe too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna buy all the toys now. No, I'm I, gonna be I, broke. I'm honestly, I kind of want to buy one of the BB-8 things now. Oh, same. Like, I want one of the app controllers. If they didn't cost 140 bucks, I would buy one. He's just, he's just the best. He is just the best. But um, so yeah, so. Poe Dameron, he gets sort of frozen in midair, which was a really cool thing. Like we haven't really seen that done, even in the prequels of the Force. Yeah, is... the way the Force is used by Kylo Ren in this movie, it's so different and new and exciting to just see how he did it. It was really, really cool. It's like really savage, like yeah, very like it's, it's this different. It's this different side to the dark side of the Force that we've never seen been tapped into. So that was really cool. He's kind of like. It feels like he's almost manipulating energy and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, it's just... Did you guys watch um, Avatar The Last Airbender? I was about to say that. Are you going to compare it to Bloodbending? I was so about to compare it Dude, to Bloodbending. Dude, virtual <laughs> high five. Yes, I just thought of that too. Oh, I never watched the show. <laughs> it's a watch really good show. show. If you, do you have Amazon Prime? If you have Amazon Prime, I, watch I it. do have Amazon Prime. Watch it. I will maybe watch it. You're going to watch it. So, in yeah, in that scene we see Finn... Are what we later find out to be Finn on the battlefield, and it looks like he, well, Poe Dameron just completely obliterates one of his friends who leaves the bloody handprint on his helmet. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. And I probably my favorite moment from that scene is Kylo Ren after after commanding the troops to kill just slaughter everybody. Kylo Ren looks over at him as recognizing that Finn didn't do what he was supposed to. And then as he walked away, let that bla- let Poe Dameron's blast go just to scare him or like intimidate him or something like that. I feel like that was a really cool moment. Yeah, I agree. But um, do we like, uh, what do you guys think of um, Finn's kind of motivation, I guess? And that would- I, I, will, I absolutely loved him as a character. Um, it's, it's just, every, and I'll say this about everyone, I think everyone is so new and different than a character we've ever seen before. Um, even though Ray, you know, has, and they all have similar similarities to other, um, kind of tropes we've seen, but, um, Finn, especially like, he's just, we haven't seen something like that before. We see a a villain who doesn't want to be a villain and decides to go rogue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it was so cool. Um, 
And John Boyega. He's so good. He's he's incredible in this movie. He is he has this energy and this excitement and he just looks like he's having the greatest time of his life and it's amazing. Because he totally is though. I think he's he, I, I have gather, a feeling he was a fan before the uh Oh yeah. That's pretty, oh, that's crazy. Apparently he didn't even, he didn't tell his parents about getting the part until the the table read pretty much. And that picture was yeah. made out. Did you see um his uh what he said his dad reacted to him? Things are he was like cuz his dad I'm trying to remember uh where where he's from cuz he's from I think some some part of he's in uh, yeah but his parents aren't um but uh his dad was like he's like oh that's so cool so cool what's star wars <laughs> <laughs> Oh dad uh classic dad moment <laughs> What's how do you <laughs> not, no, okay. I'm not. Before I sound too privileged, I'm just gonna stop talking. It's <laughs> never stopped you before. But. I know. So I uh, guess I get more PC when I get tired. So. Oh dear. His parents uh, are Nigerian, by the way. Yeah. So uh, after, so with all that going on, the end result is BB-8 with the, with, or at least part of the map to Luke Skywalker, um, takes off. He escapes with the map, and we come. We meet Ray for the first time. Oh, baby girl. <laughs> so I love Ray. Hmm. Let's let's talk about Ray right now. Um, I want to lead this off with who is Ray? The best character in the movie. Besides she's that, Skywalker. She's a Skywalker. You think? I I'm very. Oh, I don't. I just, I said she's Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay. She's this uh, trilogy's yes. Luke. But that's that, that leads in the kind of. What I'm asking between the lines, I guess, is is she the daughter of Luke Skywalker? I believe she is. It's possible. I'm I definitely I think the movie more or less dances around that the entire time. Mm-hmm. I mean it kind of just pushes that idea more and more with every time she's introduced to the force. Right. Um and it really just to me it, it I really truly believe it when uh in the lightsaber battle, when the lightsaber just it swung right past Kylo and went right into her hand, and the music started going up. I was like, "Great, this is this is a Skywalker we're dealing with." I'm still not sold on it. I mean, we're not we're really we're not going to know until a year and a half from now, pretty much. But I just, mm, I feel like that would be too obvious. But at the same time, this is it is kind of this is an arc. So they're they're obviously setting up something, but whether or not she's Luke Skywalker's kid, I don't know if they're just if they're gonna want to make her his son or her, his daughter, and then just kind of have to randomly do a throwaway explanation of how of her mother or something like that, unless her mother becomes a character in the next film. Mara 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 Jade. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Because what I was worried about of, with her being the daughter in this movie was there's already so much going on Yeah, that that would be so much to introduce. Right. But if you're going to not even introduce who she is until the next movie where you have a completely new story and new things going on, you can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certainly – the writing is on the wall for her to be a Skywalker because she looks to be close in age to Kylo Ren. I, I mean, there's there's really there's nothing established here, but just by the way they look, or at least by the way the actors look, she looks like she's probably. What do you, uh, what, do 
you guys have an, any idea of how old she is? Because she looks twenties, maybe. She's. I, I mean, the act. Daisy. Daisy Ridley is, I think, yeah. twenty-one. Yeah. Or twenty-two. So, you, just from how her character is dealt, do you get a feeling of how old she is? I would say somewhere between eighteen and twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, if if Luke nineteen from uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yep. You know, because this movie's all about parallels. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not. Yeah, but... yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. But um, no, just with the timeline, I guess if she is this age, I guess maybe Luke sent her away because. Kylo Ren, which is, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. Kylo Ren kind of got swayed to the dark side of the Force. Yeah, that's what She's I was She's got the Force so. in her. Maybe he sent her away out of fear or something like that. That's kind Cause of... Because we, we see the scene, her flashback, mm-hmm. of her getting, you know, left on Jakku. Yeah. Um, and someone flying away. I'm, I think it's, yeah, I think it's what you're saying. that Because um, they say Luke failed, think, felt it was his fault that Kylo, you know, um, that Ben became Kylo. I love that they, could, they named him Ben, by the way, um, and that he went away and you decided, you know what, my daughter is not safe and she needs to be isolated away from all this. So I think that's what's going on. But also the fact that her character mentions a few times that she's waiting for a family and somebody's coming back for her and that she needs to get back to Jakku. She also doesn't really tip her hand very much as to what who she thinks her family is or her situation. Because she's, what, six, six, five or six years old when she's dropped off? Yeah. yeah. And then That's later... That's to remember something, but... Yeah, and then later in the movie, you know, it's she's, it, the, she kind of comes to that realization or it's brought to her that she's like, she knows her family really isn't coming back. Yeah. So... They, they definitely established that she could be a Skywalker. I mean, with the Force and all that stuff and just some of the looks that Han gives her at... Uh, Throughout the movie and the kind of moments yeah. that they share, so and it's, because it's interesting. I was because I was so convinced that she was Han and Leia's daughter. Yeah. So when Han opened the 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 uh, the little um, door and to meet her and Finn, mm-hmm. I was like, I was expecting her to recognize him to recognize her, and I was like, oh, he has no idea who she is. I guess I was wrong. But so those, there's <laughs> there are a couple of looks though, like there's. Yeah. Oh, there's breadcrumbs here. There's definitely breadcrumbs. It's, I think so. It's, makes this conversation all the better. But um, so yeah, moving on a little bit. Uh, so Kylo Ren brings Poe back to the Star Destroyer and to try to get the information about BB-8. He kind of he uses the Force. And, a, and by the way, in a great setup of Ray finds herself in a similar situation, Kylo is able to get the information out of Poe and finds out that B, the information is in BB-8. And then we get both. Finn, uh, his character arc kind of beginning as he decides to leave the Empire. And we also get introduced more, um, I guess, more uh, substantially, I guess, to Captain Phasma. Do we got, what do we, what's the verdict on her, do you guys? She's wasted potential. I'm a little annoyed I bought a toy of her. <laughs> really? I did. You made a mistake, buddy. I, well, I mean, she is coming she's, back. She's, she's really coming, cool looking. But... She's coming back for episode eight. Mm-hmm. Good. So, um, if you guys, so you guys are bummed that they didn't use her more. Yeah, it's like okay. Darth Maul in Episode One. Mm-hmm. She was, she's she super was... cool, and so, they just decided not to use her for some reason. Maybe so. Would you like, for instance, in some of the maybe like the four sequence at Maz Kanata's place? Would you want to have her kind of 
in the background doing some action, fighting some guys. No, or I mean, like um, it's, the thing is, like, I feel I I know I get why they didn't really use her as much as they did because there's a story they need to tell, and she, you know, into this episode, yeah, I understand it too, and that's fine. It's just you know they introduced a great character that I'm excited to see more of. It's just you know I wanted to see more of, but I got a yeah, I got, I got what a I did. strong Grand Moff Tarkin feel from her. See, I, I got, got that, that more from Hux. That's yeah, exactly but no, just in the, in the way that they're used, I think. It's kind of well, like, okay, yeah. Or even Boba Fett, if you if we really go on, want to go that I was think, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what... Yeah, she she probably... It'd been better if she could have punched or shot some dudes, but... You know. just, I mean, because she has a presence. Yeah. She has a very strong presence. Gwendolyn Christie, with that really strong voice, and she just... She carries herself. Um, so I thought she did great, and I thought she, you know, brought something to the character... I just wanted more of it, so that's my only gripe with uh, Phasma. I just wanted more. Okay. Yeah. But I, I love what we got. That's not so. too bad of a, of a gripe to have. So um, in the next in that sequence, we get Finn helping uh, Poe break out, and her, or FN2187 help Poe break out, who we later get the name of Finn. Uh, so they steal a fight, TIE fighter, crash on Jakku, and um, the only thing that confused me with the first viewing and even a little bit of the second viewing, is where did Oscar Isaac, where did Poe go during that crash? Because he says, like, oh, like, I think he says later in the movie, I woke up in the dark when it was dark and I didn't see anybody. But how, do you, how, do you, how does he end up somewhere so far away, but his jacket is still there? Like, I, didn't... I mean, he was probably ejected from the TIE fighter and called the resistance somehow. I don't know. I'm not really... Uh... Yeah. I mean that's that's not, him, that's not gonna hurt the movie at all. I'm just wondering if there's something I missed that you guys did. No, not for me. Okay, not that I saw anyway. That's kind of whatever. So, uh, <laughs> so then Finn meets up with or he stumbles upon Ray and BB-8, and right from the get-go, guys, these two are just yeah quite the quite the the couple. Maybe not. Maybe couple's not the best word to use since they're obviously not romantic. But yet, just, this is the new Luke and R2. John, uh, Boyega and Finn and Ray. No, yeah, I th- um, the BB. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Finn and Ray's partnership. Finn and Ray, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, never mind. Um, how great are those two though? They're, they're so great. their chemistry is so great. <laughs> Everyone gets along with each other in this movie. It's so good. <laughs> Everyone acts off each other so well. Ugh, it's a Star yeah. Wars movie. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's. There's characters, the real characters. There's acting. There's chemistry. There's fun. There's energy. It's everything that the prequels aren't. And just yeah. And again, their chemistry is awesome. And they have this great back and forth. And like within minutes, you believe these two could be best friends. And they've been on screen together for just a few minutes. How- and it's it's incredible. How funny would have been? Would it have been? And I just, I literally just thought of this. Is you know, we get that whole the kind of probably a bit too long, but I digress. Sequence of Finn walking through the desert. How great would it have been if at just one point he just mumbles to himself, "I hate sand." <laughs> that would have been the if he, that if he been the did best it in joke. Like, if he did it in like a really like aggressive, funny way. Oh my god, that would have been great. Yeah. God, I hate sand. <laughs> But, yep. so Come good. to think of it, really the only reference we get to the prequels was uh, Kylo Ren's comment about uh, clone. Yeah, the uh, clone army yeah. thing. Yeah. 
Were there any more others besides, of course, yeah, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, they don't even say Anakin's name. So, and Vader's, you know, definitely has a presence in the story. Yeah, absolutely. So. But <laughs> I, I count my friend and I, friend who I saw it with commented after we, we came out to see this. She's like, I don't know if, if the prequels, I didn't know the prequels could be held in, in an even lower regard than they, than they already are. But now that I've seen The Force Awakens, they're just like, was it? she just was like, I just, I hate them even more now. They're even, they're just as bad now. Yeah, and coming from someone, I watched the prequels hours before seeing this. Mm-hmm. It made me actually like them. Again, I, I, I don't hate the prequels. It made me like at least episodes one and two even less than I do. Yeah. Because they're just so stale and boring. And just like you just don't feel excited or invested at all. Yeah. And when I watched this, like within like minutes, within just the opening scene, I'm like, this is better. This is, this is good. This is what it should be. This is fun. This is amazing. So, it just it's just a day and night difference. You can see it. Yeah. Just in the style of filmmaking and the, the way they go about giving you the characters and the developing the story. So. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving on a quick just a little bit. So, so Finn and Ray are sort of chased through the market and at Jakku. And they're chased by a bunch of TIE fighters. Some stormtroopers are everywhere. It's just everything's going going to shit. And um, yeah. they, they start running toward a ship that could get them away. It gets blown up, and they turn. And it's one of the they, best parts of the movie. They hop on the Millennium Falcon. Oh, my only question is, and let me just say, none of these little things I'm going to bring up, none of these hampered the movie. I didn't care. I was just like, eh, that's silly. But, no, I think that's um, that should be said. It's the, the, the Millennium Falcon, she, Ray comments, it hasn't flown in years. Yet she boots it right up. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I think, I think it's just like a th- because she that's why she calls it garbage because it's. I think it's. I mean, in Star Wars, like people know what the Millennium Falcon is. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like a known ship because it was part of the rebellion and taking down the Empire. Yeah. Um, and Han Solo is everyone knows who Han Solo is. They know what his ship was. Um, so I think it's you know it's like a, it's like a it's like Luke it's like a legend, um, mm-hmm. but at least it's it's there it's true, um, and probably maybe it just hasn't yeah. been seen in a while or something. That's just what I assume. Yeah, she didn't realize she was on the Millennium Falcon until uh, until their guest showed up a little later. Did they? Oh. Yeah, I think she she comments like, oh, this is the Millennium like, Falcon. Oh my God, it's the yeah. ship that made the Kessel run in under 14 parsecs. 12. Just 12. Yeah, that was great. That was so great. I will get to that in a quick second. But, um, so. just, the, but the, just, just the reveal of the Falcon. Mm-hmm. My whole theater was cheering. It just, oh, he yeah. said, what is, what is that? She's like, fine, garbage, we'll, we'll fly the garbage ship or whatever. She says, they turn, the camera turns, and it's the Falcon. It's just sitting there. The is that what you guys expected at all? To, to I didn't, like... I, it just surprised me. I didn't expect that. Like, wow, there it is. Oh, that's yeah. great. Uh, so yeah, the, so they hop on and they, in a fantastic action sequence, probably the, I mean, I can't think of a better one in the last six movies, really, just in terms of imagination and just scope of it. They lead a couple of TIE fighters through the wastelands, going in and out of... Uh, they go through that Star Destroyer, oh my god. Yeah, going through the Star Destroyer and then Finn's, <laughs> Finn's guns get locked, so she literally just drops it in midair and with it upside down, he's able to... Shoot the TIE fighter out of the air. That was yeah. crazy. Oh, and by the way, before before I forget, I got to mention this last time when we got this. Uh, Ray lives in an AT-AT, or AT-AT, depending. Uh, AT-AT. Yeah. And sh- did you guys uh, notice the possibly Luke Skywalker doll that she has? 
It was a somebody doll. It was a definitely a rebel pilot. I, I, my mind went to Skywalker immediately. Maybe there was uh, stories about him. This is why I need to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> she also had a um, was she also put on the rebel helmet right before she met BB-8. And by the way, the alien who tries to steal BB-8 for parts that was Simon Pegg. Yep. Was that really? Yeah. Yes, it was. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, yeah, after that big action sequence with the Millennium Falcon that kind of breaks down midair, and I think one, in one of the top three BB-8 moments from Star Wars, he and Finn are having that conversation back and forth, and BB-8, like, sticks, like, a little, like, a soldering iron or something like that out of himself to give Finn a thumbs up. That was so yeah. great. That, I yeah. need that gift right now, like... Same dude. Oh my god, it was so good. My theater both both times I saw it, my theater just died. It was what about you guys? Yeah, it was great. Everyone they was laughing. Oh, yeah, so I love BB-8. So then we get probably the best scene of the movie, if you ask me. Just in terms of, wow, we're here. Uh, the somebody starts docking onto the Millennium Falcon. BB-8, Finn, and Ray get underneath to try to poison them, and we get Han and Chewie. We're home. Can I interrupt you for a second? Absolutely. Did you get the feeling that Han Solo was the vessel for the audience at that point? Yeah. Like, oh, he I was feeling it. the same things we were feeling. It's about, to, oh, we're home. We're home, you guys. And then when he uh, goes to the cockpit, I forget what he says, but he just looks around and he's just happy. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. That w- did that get cheers from your audiences? We're home? Yeah. Just um, when they when they first appeared, just when they walked in the just when they walked in the door, everyone yeah. was cheering. Yeah, I love that they left they left a couple of seconds for applause there. I like that. That was a good touch. But that was just such a triumphant moment. Oh man, that's what this that's that's the moment that I wanted from this movie. I don't know about you guys, but pretty incredible. Uh, so yeah, so Han and so Han and Chewbacca hop onto the Millennium Falcon. They talk things over, and uh, we get him kind of. We it's a, we get we've gotten a very different Han. I just realized from episode four to now, he started as skeptic and now he's just he's all about the force and yeah, all that kind of stuff. I hope that's and that uh, I loved that little moment when she's when uh, she uh, was talking about Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and Han just stopped and his face like just completely changed and he's like oh. yeah yeah I was like oh my god like just just like little moments like that mm-hmm. just sold just sold it. So he he explains that. Uh, Luke tried to rebuild the Jedi, but uh, disappeared after Kylo Ren turned to the dark side. Luke, obviously, well, we don't know really what Luke's state of mind was there, but he was affected nonetheless and kind of went into hiding. But um, in that scene, I've, I've heard a lot of criticism about this next scene with the Wrath Tars. What did you guys, what did you guys think of it with the squid-like creatures? Um, it wasn't really Star Wars, but. I'll get to that in the minor, minor negatives I have with the movie later. I just, yeah, it just, I, I didn't really fit in. That yeah. scene kind of seemed shoehorned in for some reason. Hmm. Okay. I, I was fine with the scene. I just think the creature. Yeah. I thought little... it was a fun scene. I mean, just the fact that we get Han, Han at his kind of, his most, most relaxed, cockiest, I guess. Like, I'll talk my way out of it. I always do. Yeah. I always do. And he's talking, he's like schmoozing both guys. And oh, I love, it. that's, that's the Han yeah. I like to see. And I thought the uh, those the people that were coming after him they were they were pretty full. I thought they were a lot of fun too. Yeah, they were very colorful. Those guys are fun. Twice, wait, the guy said twice. He's and he kind of thought looked over. He's like, what yeah. was the second time? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, 
brilliant. So, um, so yeah, the the, the Wrath Tars kind of cause a bit of a mess, and then Han and Chewie and Finn and Rey take off on the Millennium Falcon to to uh, to get out as the First Order is alerted of Han's involvement in the whole thing. And then we get an interesting lo- new location, Starkiller Base. Mm-hmm. Do we have thoughts? Yeah. Um, so I've heard a lot of people say it's, you know, it, it, is, it is Death Star 2.0, or 3.0, I guess. Um, and, you know, it's, really, it's just a rehash of the, I didn't mind it um, because um, while it is kind of just, it's, it's a big just thing that they all have their base on mm-hmm. that, you know, eventually later they have the, you know, the uh, um, resistance has to, you know, destroy. Yeah. It, that's, unlike in A New Hope, it's just kind of a thing to, you know, move the plot along in, um, instead of something like this big looming threat. It doesn't feel as big or as important, which could be a negative or a positive. Um, but for me, I think it worked. I think they used it well. Um, I wouldn't have minded them maybe going a different direction with, you know, the Starkiller base or wherever the First Order uh, is. But uh, I, I, I liked it. I think it was used well. Mm-hmm. It was I, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. It was better than the Death Star, honestly. It was, I thought it was way better than the Death Star. Way cooler than the Death Star. Built into the side of a planet? How yeah. cool is that? I think it was kind of wasted. No, oh, okay. To tell you the truth, I feel like that could have been a good plot point for blow it up in the next one. I don't <laughs> you, like Josh said; it was just there to drive the plot along. Like it wasn't really necessary, okay. but it was cool. Yeah, I loved it, and I'm gonna put a disclaimer out there: I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. So every it might sound like I'm disappointed with it. Yeah, I'm not. It was everything I wanted it to be, but I did just set, spend the last 40 minutes on the drive home with people complaining about it. <laughs> Everybody. So all their complaints are in my mind, and they're, they're kind of valid. But I did love it, obviously. Yeah, so let's let's move on to what I was most, I guess, anticipating for a really long time is our first look at Supreme Leader Snoke. Mm-hmm. So. Before we before we talk about this whole scene, I want to ask you guys: Did you have an idea of what he looked like in your mind, or? Well, Mason he spoiled <laughs> it for us. Remember? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Mason sent us a nice little group text with a picture of what Kylo Ren, or not Kylo Ren, what us uh, Snoke looked like. It turns out to be completely fake. Boom. Yeah. And by the so. way, just as as a disclaimer, I had literally I didn't really sleep well, and I was just kind of in a weird stuff. I was kind of. Excuses. I know. Hey, man. It didn't. It panned out okay. Yeah, we're Plus, all good. You probably had that in your mind the whole time when it looked different. You're like, whoa. You know. So you're welcome. So, I was actually really. I was really excited when he turned out to be completely different. I was, um, I was nervous. I was like, he's gonna hate me. Oh, good. But um, yeah. yeah did, but other than that, did uh, did anything? Did any kind of image jump out at you? Um, I I liked him a lot. Um. He, he has this, because he's played by Andy Serkis, who uh, I worship um, as a motion capture actor. Um, and I think he did a really great job, even though he, he wasn't in the movie that much. He has like two, maybe three scenes. Yeah. Um, and But I think they're all really memorable and effective scenes. 
Um, he's his design. I'm not even sure if the design we saw is actually like he's because he's he's huge. He's massive. Well, that's just a hologram. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, was I don't think like, he's actually that. Because that's what I was wondering. Like, if he is he really that big, or is that just how he's being? How projected? are they supposed to fight him if he's that big? Mm, I don't know. And obviously, that's going to be the climax of the third movie. Yeah, because if he is that big, it's like I'm like, is the, is that really it? He's just this giant CGI Maybe. thing that looks kind of creepy. Like, I don't know if I feel. I, I'd rather him be kind of human sized. So. But if he is human size, then I'm fine with that. Um, his design was cool. Um, I, I, my, I'll, I'll get to my issues with my only issue really is something to do with the CGI that I'll get to uh, once we get to the negatives. But over, I like his design. He looks very worn. He reminded me of the Emperor without feeling like a rehash of the Emperor. The guy's beat up. Like he's got yeah. the. the cavern pretty much in his head is yeah he has that like bait his like, chin is like messed up he looks like he has that like like that uh thing in his on the side of his face yeah is that like to tear torn like part of his uh jaw like a tiny mouth uh he's he's yeah. a very striking look to him it's, it's yeah a little scary to be honest with you but yeah i expected him to be a lot more regal looking i guess like high cheekbones chiseled features or something because like i, that. I was just, expecting I think it's because I was expecting the next emperor, which is just a very, very subdued, very, you know, re re like you said, regal, um, and someone who's not just doesn't, you know, get angry, and someone who doesn't is really just very just there and has a like a really um, soft but strong presence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and he's not like that, but I'm glad he's not like that because he's something new. Um, and he has this different he, – he's similar to that kind of character while also being something different. Yeah. Um, and we still don't know if he's Plagueis. I think he is. I, I don't know. I'm we'll looking see. at pictures of him right now, and he looks very, very similar. He looks – because the, the those leaked pictures or the fake pictures um, that you sent, that, that, look, that is Plagueis. That picture that you sent is Plagueis. Um, or the, at least the species that Plagueis used to be. Yeah, the Voldemort but, knows all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, Plagueis, we don't actually have a canon version of what Plagueis looks like now, so he could be Plagueis. So, I don't know, but I think it would be interesting. I think um, he's just going to be Supreme Leader Snoke. I don't think <laughs> he's going to be Plagueis. That's just me, but I like I don't I don't get the whole like staff thing, like with Ray's staff, it's like Plagueis' staff. I don't, I don't buy into that. I think yeah, it's so, a staff and he's Supreme Leader Snoke. Like that's... So, what happened? So I was wondering with that. So the, we were all wondering, like, what's up with Ray's staff? Like, we're all like, it, it can't just be a staff. It, it turns out it's just a staff. Yeah, just a staff. <laughs> it's just a staff. Or at least the way she uses it is just she a staff. Uses it to hit yeah. dudes. Like, and they they didn't even. They, the only time they ever emphasized it was when, like, the part, the first scene she was in where she just stuck it in the side of her speeder. Yeah, that's right. I mean, she uses it to hit like, guys. Yeah. Sometimes she doesn't use it at all. It's just kind of her thing. Yeah, remind oh, me of yeah. Uh, you know that. Speaking of that scene, I just wanted to go back to that um that scene where jump or uh, uh Finn he's walking up towards her and then he's about to, he's about to go help her and then he sees her <laughs> the crap out of those guys. He's like, oh, and he just backs off. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, this is definitely a very female powered uh, movie. Yeah. She doesn't really. He tries to like wants her to like need him in certain areas. And I, like, I there was that, that's. That's another thing I loved about this. This is because I, I have no problem with female empowerment. You know, I'm not, yeah, well, yeah, you did. Not, I'm, I'm not an <laughs> no. 
Um, but I don't like it when it's like, unless it's like a movie, like where that is what the story is, like a movie like Suffragette or something like that. But when you have something like this and you're, you're trying to, you know, you want to, you know, you want to give your female characters, you know, a strong character and have them have a really powerful role. You have to, you know, this does it in a way where you have that kind of those little like bits of, yeah, girl power mm-hmm. without beating you over the head with it. Yeah. And it, it, it just, he just did it in that one line where she says, I can, I don't need to hold your hand to run. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yes. Or yes. when, or when he, do it. he gets like knocked out or whatever temporarily and when he wakes up, he's like, you okay? And she's sitting over like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> yeah. It's a great moment. I love, but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Some, any thoughts on Supreme Leader Snow? I think he's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a, uh, a good villain to fight. I'm excited. I hope he uses a lightsaber. Do, do you think that he's he's going to fight, or do you think that's going to be a mostly Kylo Ren? I think Kylo. Kylo and Phasma are going to be... I, don't, I mean, I, I have a strong feeling Kylo Ren's going to be redeemed by the end of the trilogy. I, would, I, I, actually have some, I have some thoughts on that, so don't, don't let me forget to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so the next thing we get is the Falcon crew arrives to Takadana to meet Maz Kanata. And I don't know why, but on the second time through, I love the moment where he, where she kind of like, she, she like perks up and she just turns and goes, Han Solo, like screams out from across the bar and everybody's quiet. And you're just like, hey Maz, I like, I really like that scene. I love my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. She's so boyfriend? awesome. Oh my She's God. my favorite. I loved her. I don't know. One of my favorites. There's I loved her. Complaints, but like, she's so cool. Yeah. What's there to complain? Like, what's there to complain about? Like, she's, oh, she sticks out, all that kind of stuff. Like, that's she adds a lot of. Co- she adds Who so cares? Much. She's so wise. Yeah, she adds a bunch of color to it. She's like, she's kind. Of, she reminds me almost of Yoda in Episode Five, where like, <laughs> like early Yoda, where he get, he isn't as serious, but he's just like yeah. stealing Luke's stuff and. Screwing around. That's, I just love that that scene between her and Ray, yeah. where Ray has the the she goes like she taps into the force, and then um, you know she talks to her about it. That scene was so good. I that sold me on the character completely. Um, yeah, I I, I love Masconada. I thought she was great. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, oh, she really really she, she was, was so she was great. Another in, another character I want to see more of. Yeah, I thought she'd be a villain this character, but or at least Lupita Nyong'o. But do you think we're gonna get? More Maz down the line? Is she going to be recurring? Because she seems kind of like a one-off. I can see I them going either rec- way. Yeah, I think she'll be recurring because she did kind of uh, hint to the fact that she's going to explain how she got Luke's lightsaber. That's true. I feel like she could be one a character that maybe we don't see in in eight, but we see come back for the end of the trilogy in nine for yeah. one reason or another. So. I hope I yeah I definitely hope we get more. She was just so cool. She's just this weird orange thing. Like, whatever. That's that's the kind of stuff I like to see. And we did get an obligatory cantina scene or bar scene of some. Kind. I loved it. I yeah. loved the yeah, cantina scene in this one. And, and the then, music, the music, and it was a lot of fun too. And the it was fact like that reggae JJ, is awesome. Yeah. One thing I want to touch on with JJ real quick, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more later. But I love, I love how he's, he uses a lot of really long takes. Not like. Not hate look at me tracking shots, just but the camera, the way he has the camera, it just kind of glides around the scene. Yeah, like in like a lot of the like aerial battle shot sequences, mm-hmm. and even like, even like dialogue yeah. scenes with yeah. General Hux. I, I just that really hit me in the second time around. It's like this is he this the directing in this is just flawless. It oh. is very good. Yeah, the cinematography is awesome. Oh man, so great. 
Um, so yeah, and then, so then we get uh, so Finn decides to take off pretty much. Can't say and blame him. Yeah, he's kind of he's scared, which yeah, like like you said, Cody really can't blame him. Ray goes after him, and he kind of you know scoffs at her, and she finds Anakin's lightsaber. What did we think of this sequence, just from her going down there, hearing the screams, to waking up from it? I loved it. It was so good. I've always wondered what it was like to be in tune with the Force. Yeah. And I feel like I know, like, a little bit now. Yeah. It, it, it almost reminded me of Harry Potter, kind of, like, touching yes, the wand. Yes, I can, I can see that. Yeah. Just, like, the, he just gets this rush of, like, whoa, like, energy, you know? Yeah. That kind of a deal. But does it bother you at all? Because, again, people are just kind of complaining about whatever they can find. I mean, a lot of, uh, frequently, it seems. Does, does it bother you that Maz has Luke's lightsaber? No. no. I, I mean, unless her story is complete bullshit. Like, oh, I found it. I was cleaning out my gutters, and it was just there. Oh, I just happened to be down at the bottom of the uh, Cloud City. Like, I could easily imagine her having to sit down with Luke or Ray at some point and be like, oh, well... Here's how I found it, and then having some, it tie into. Yeah, because I didn't mind because I, I mean, I, it kind of does make us make it seem like we are going to get more of her because she says that's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's most likely we're gonna we're gonna find out what happens to it. Maybe Luke will tell her what happens to it. Where some people go, oh, that's such a cop out. That's so, that's so cheap. I think like, no, that's called storytelling. I want to hear that story. Yes. Like. That's that's what I like it when they hint at that kind of a, that kind of stuff. And some they don't resolve want, it. They don't resolve it. It's not the end some, of the some people want it all at once. Some people want you know everything held back. You can't please everybody. So if these movies are about anything, it's just it's about destiny. It's destiny that Finn and Ray stumbled upon each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's destiny that Maz ends up with a lightsaber at that specific time. You know, I'm I'm yeah. willing to go willing to go that far. So uh, yeah, with that, Josh, what about that that dream sequence? What are you what are your thoughts about it? We saw a couple glimpses of her and what looked like to be the original Death Star for a second, and then um, at where the Knights of Ren were, I guess, confronted Luke, and then when she was abandoned, then she hopped out of it. What were your thoughts on those little scenes? Oh, the whole I thought the whole sequence was it's fantastic. So um, uh, my I mean my the most interesting part of it to me was. Uh, seeing the Knights of Ren, um, when she's standing there and they're there, she's just standing there facing them defenseless. And I was, I was just so intrigued by that. And I, it made me more interested in learning more about the Knights of Ren because you don't really get any yeah. of them, the movie. And I was really expecting to learn more about them. We only get really Kylo when we hear about the Knights of Ren. We don't really see what they are yeah. or how they became what they are. But, um, uh, yeah. And then there's the part, and then obviously the, I've been talking about it before when, uh, Ray is left by her family. Um, we see that, um, and just that, like, it just made you care even more about Ray. Like, in just that, like, three-second shot of a little girl being dragged away by a ship she wants to go with. So. Yeah, that was definitely a powerful scene. Um, so, yeah, and then in our next scene, with under General Hux's order, Starkiller Base, uh, we get to see an action. At <laughs> Can I talk about this? Stories of Republic. Yeah, go go right ahead. Oh, my God. This was the most heavy-handed Nazi imagery I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. Okay, it was awesome. Coming from a perspective where that's what you've been studying for quite a while, you think you were poisoned a little bit there? I just, I think it was just, it was a bit too on the nose. Well, especially when they all salute him. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. come on. See, I didn't mind that at all because I, I was like, that's what they are. I know they're Nazis. Like, now that you, yeah, actually, now that you mentioned, I read, I was reading something really interesting that JJ compared um, the First Order to Odessa back in the day. Are you, are you guys familiar with that? No. It's pretty much the remnants of the Nazi Party kind of colliding uh, together, and that's gotcha. which I thought was really cool because in, in a way that the Empire are kind of like Nazis if you really kind of break it down. That's that's a really good analogy, actually. I really like that. It's great. Makes sense now. Yeah, like but honestly, do some reading about it because uh, do some reading. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking. At is there an audio? Is there an audiobook for it? There might be. There okay. might be. But yeah, it's it's a really fascinating story. And I think if you just reading about it, I, you might get a a good idea of um, possibly where this is going or an idea of what these guys are. So yeah, it was, it's it's uh, really interesting, really interesting. But um, so yeah, then we see them take. Pretty much destroy the new republic, which is, which they really didn't touch upon, I guess the republic and the senate um, very much. Which good, less politics the better. Exactly. <laughs> Even though I, I still would like a good. I would like, to know, I would like a good like, Star Wars movie with politics. Good guys or what? I just I didn't care about them. It almost seems like the new republic is like I don't want to say mercenaries, but it seems like the the resistance are kind of like the new republic's muscle that. I guess are affiliated with them, but are just kind of trying to keep things balanced while they get their footing, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm also glad they didn't really touch upon that stuff. It's just Star Wars is best when the characters are in the shadows, kind of. And do I, I, I I think probably the reason that they maybe didn't go much at really at all into them is because of the, how heavy and how boring the politics and the prequels were, and they were trying so hard to kind of keep things away from that everything that was wrong with those movies. Um, and I think maybe they could have touched, maybe they could have touched upon it a little bit. I wouldn't have minded, but I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the politics of Star Wars. Yeah, Let's... I do completely understand why they decided to leave it out. Yeah. I just wish they didn't. Yeah. Maybe like a scene or a character to kind of bridge those two worlds a little bit would have been, would have like, been nice. Show me Mon Mothma. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it didn't really hurt it for me. I'm, I'm only realizing these things after the fact, but when I'm watching the movie, you're enjoying it 100%. Absolutely, I get you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's it's really it could be really easy for me to knock this thing down because of those little things, but it's honestly I just don't even care. The rest of it makes up for it. Exactly. So, um, so the the Hosnian star system's blown up, and the First Order shows up on Takandana and messes stuff up. And did you notice that there was a giant stone Maz Kanata in her little temple? I did. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, okay, cool. So um, Chewie, Han, and Finn are fight doing some fighting. They're fighting some ex, you know, stormtroopers. And then Poe shows up, and Finn is you is the first one to use the lightsaber. Did you guys think that he was gonna? Uh, I guess in the marketing, I mean, you, you kind of got a little bit of it with the movie with Ray, but in the marketing, yeah, it seemed like they, Finn was going to be. They definitely were trying to make it seem like Finn was the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, uh, but he's not. Um, I, um, I'm not going to say I called it back in our Star Wars episode yeah, or whatever, I, yeah. but I said exactly what happened. I don't, I'd have to go back and check the game. I, all I said was that uh, <laughs> it's the girl. Ray's going to be a Jedi, not Finn. Yeah, I was pretty sure of that, too. He doesn't. He doesn't really do well with it. So um, God, he probably held his own better than I ever would. Yeah. So um, 
so yeah, they, we get a really cool action sequence. Poe shows up with the X-wing fighters. They take down. They do some damage. They um, and Kylo Ren calls off the troops. As he like you, you mentioned earlier, Cody, he kind of does the Avatar bloodbending. That's so cool. <laughs> I love how in that whole scene, Ray is like vibrating. It's so it's so strange. It's really unsettling, but also kind of cool. Yeah. And, um, so she gets captured. And, but before we get to that, we do get to see Han and Leia get united, oh, I suppose. It, 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 oh my god, I, I was tearing up. I teared up multiple times throughout the really? movie. Yeah, that, yeah. It, that part made me choke up too. Um, Even the second time. But. Like, just, just because it went, because Han, I, you saw Han walk up to like the, the little thing you were all coming out of. And you see the door open, you see he's all these people looking, flying he's out. Like, oh, where, he's like, where, where is she? And I'm, I'm, I, like, I'm second, I'm like, he's waiting for Leia. I'm like, where, where is she? Where is she? And then she just, she just, she just standing there, and the crowd just like went. We were, everyone was like wanted to clap, but it was just like such a powerful moment. We couldn't even like, we just wanted to like embrace the silence of it and how like pure and powerful it was. Yeah, and it was just, it was so well done. And I was like, there, she's back. And Carrie Fisher is fantastic in this movie. I don't, she's, she's Leia. She completely embodied Leia again. She didn't, because if you look at Carrie Fisher over the last thirty years, she's she's a bit of a cuckoo bird. Yeah, she's <laughs> in the best possible way. She brings her dog everywhere. I love her. Yeah, dog. she's hilarious, but she's like nuts. And I was like worried, like, is she gonna really, you know, be able to portray that, you know, that stern, serious character again? That's but still has that levity to her, but it's not heavy. And she completely nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I loved her in this movie. Yeah, she was. That was a really seeing them talk about. You know their, their son, and yeah, their, their son. Their biggest failure and what probably drove them apart was yeah. really, yeah, that was really powerful. Yeah, I've heard some people complain that the the movie bastardized their relationship. It's like no, it made it interesting. It made totally. it real. It's not perfect. Yeah, life the well, happy ever after obviously isn't happy ever after. It, it ever sounds ever more after. like it sounds more like they're just complaining that it's not the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, which is that. Get over it, people. A they're not, fair they're complaint. Not, they're not. They're not canon anymore. They were. They were never canon. Get over it. So. But they're really good. They are really would, good. Would an animated series of Thrawn and trilogy ever happen? Probably not. But it'd be pretty good. It won't ever happen. Yeah. But it. I think if they wanted to do. I want to. I really want to see that story, but I don't want to have to read it. You should audiobook. Listen to it. Yeah, but I don't want to do an audiobook unless it's like a radio drama. You know. I mean, it pretty much is. There's yeah. sound effects and oh, really? the guy does um, voices. Oh, cool. I'm really getting into this audiobook thing that you brought <laughs> to my attention, Cody. Welcome. So. <laughs> Audible.com. Sponsor yeah. us. Um, please, please give me money. Yeah. So then we get, we, we get to, I think, one of the best scenes in the entire thing, and one that I have a personal connection to, is uh, Ray getting captured by Kylo Ren. And he thinks he thinks it's gonna be easy sailing taking away those plans oh, from mine. But I she, know where you're going with this. She kicks back, and we'll we'll get to this scene in a second. But I just want to point out that the stormtrooper in that scene, and this is yes, confirmed, we know. is none other than James Bond himself, Daniel Craig. Hashtag I, you know, I, I kind of suspected it um, with his walk out of the room. Yep. You notice like he was strutting so hard <laughs> out of that room. I know. I. I I must have not I didn't notice it the first time around because I was just like all right that's just some random dude but you know like when I when I read the article and it was pretty much confirmed and I saw it again I was like that's so that's Craig that sounds exactly like him and it's no just what so it was cool. was that I I didn't know he had a cameo in the movie mm-hmm. 
I just Nobody noticed that, that stormtrooper was walking really strangely out of the room. <laughs> what was happening? What's his game? Right. I've got. See, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't notice that at all. So I'll give give you something to look for next time. I, yeah. But yeah. So that yeah. That's my that's my cross to bear. And all all I'll say about this, and I, you guys can appreciate it more, is that it was an incredible scene. So uh, you guys take it away. Talk a little bit about what you liked about the scene. Um, just the whole the scene of Kylo trying to take control and her she's i was like in my mind i was like yes ray fight back you can do it you're powerful in the force and she's doing it and he, you can just see this like you can't see i mean you can't see it on his face but you can just feel his fear of her like growing because i don't know you can kind of see it on his face i was about to say that adam driver has a very emotive face like yeah. you can tell like i could tell he was at least getting stressed out by the fact that it wasn't working yeah and then, as soon as she said that, uh, you're and then you'll never be as te- far fi- powerful as Darth Vader. Yeah, and he like, you, he just loses it. Like, ah, I love so his ten- temper tantrums in that. Yes, movie, that yeah, 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 yeah. So, you could tell he was actually embracing his anger, like he was trying really hard to be on the dark side. Yeah, and like what I loved about him is like that's what that's what this character is is a character that lives in the shadow of what he wants to be but will never be, and he's like he's. He just, he's just, he's like, he's, he is the good, he is everything Anakin Skywalker should have been in the prequels. He is developed so well. He is, you see this, you see this like layered, I'm going to go in a lot of Kylo Ren more later, I guess when we get to him, but, um, he's just such a layered, compelling character and just like what you were saying with those, like him like raging out, like he just like loses his, like he just goes Intergalactic rage quit. Yeah, like pretty much. Like he just like he destroys the like his like uh, station panel, and I love that one scene where he's he's like completely losing it. And then those two stormtroopers they're walking <laughs> around the corner, and then they just like, like tear are flying out of the room, and they're just like turn around. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna bring up the those temper tantrums at some point, but I just thought those were like you don't expect that because all Darth Vader is just this cool, collected, just calculated dude. When Kylo when, Ren's just. Like when Darth when Darth Vader does, something goes wrong with Darth Vader, he just lifts his hand and chokes someone to death, or he just leaves the room and leaves people terrified. When Kylo Ren gets t- angry, he just goes batshit crazy. I love the first time he had his temper tantrum after so, uh, whoever got lost, someone and the droid or something got away, yeah. and he, he destroys his panel. He just he's heavy breathing. Goes anything else? <laughs> and then the guy starts talking. The girl is with him, and he just force chokes him. Like that's, but you brought up in a fantastic point. Uh, I think it was you, Josh. We're talking about that's what Anakin Skywalker. Yes, absolutely. I, I hope George Lucas was sitting there in at the in his jeans or whatever. Fans yeah. are gonna like this. Oh, oh, that's how you do it. Oh. I guess so. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> oh, good job, Larry. <laughs> I guess yeah. maybe I shouldn't have picked my actors from Goosebumps. <laughs> how great could it? Pete Priggles could have been so great. There's no excuses. But anyways, this is a episode seven talk. We've tried Welcome to our episode one podcast. So yeah. <laughs> so um. So yeah. Any. So just Ray using the Jedi mind trick and just. Been, like just she's so much more advanced with the Force than Luke was at this point. Yeah. So and, my friends did bring up a point that she learned how to use the Force a bit too quickly. See, I don't, I don't agree with that because I think it's she's the Skywalkers are the most powerful Force users 
in the galaxy. Yes. This is this, they are they are the force. The Skywalkers are like they are the quintessential users of the force, and I have no problem with buy into that. The second, I mean, what he did to her, it not to you know use the title of the movie, that but it, it awakened in the force. She nice. it awakened the force. Um, and that brought it, it brought out the power that she, the power and the potential that she had and she's learning how to use this I mean and Kylo Ren says it she's like the longer it takes to find her the more dangerous she's gonna get well, well the point my friends brought or the uh, theory I guess is that maybe she was trained by someone I'm not gonna say it was probably Luke mm-hmm. before she got abandoned like she just they started to train her but she repressed the memories nice. you know yeah. That would be very interesting. Let because, me like... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You don't just learn the Force that easily. No one did. Let I me. mean, even, like, not Luke didn't. It took him however long between A New Hope and Empire to learn how to pull his lightsaber to him. Let me bring one thing up real quick. I touched upon this earlier with Harry Potter, and I think there's a parallel between these between Harry Potter and Rey, because in Harry Potter... He has the man. He has magical abilities, but before he goes to Hogwarts, he doesn't know how to harness them, and they only show up at times when he's in extreme danger or yes. extreme circumstances. And that's exactly what Ray does in this movie. Uh-huh. She's yeah. she uses it. She blocks the. She blocks Kyron from getting in. She realizes that if she stays there, she's gonna die. So she just, she focuses all of her efforts on getting Daniel Craig to do what she wants, <laughs> and then of course the lightsaber at the very end. So. I thought I, when I was watching, I was just like, "Yeah, that's that makes perfect sense." She, her life is in danger, so you know that kind of brings itself. It's a little bit more clarity, but she's not like she in, when she's battling Kylo Ren or whatever, or in certain things, she's not like flicking things, just throwing things around just because like, "Oh, now I have the Force." But she's just, she's using it because her body has to, and she's protecting herself. So I actually really I thought that was amazing. That was a great thing that they did. I'm going to tell you, Mason, that if you compared this movie to Harry Potter in any other way, I probably would have gotten angry at you. Thank you. Because these, these are two separate entities, but mm. that just made so much sense. Thank you. That I'm proud of myself. I'm okay. kind of mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, there we I go. Think that makes sense. There are, there are, there are always there are always some similarities between humans or between heroes, I guess. So that's just yeah. where my mind went. So who do you think is going on the hero's journey this time? Right, right, of course. But um, so yeah, now we now things kind of start to speed up a little bit more. So um, Star Killer Base is they're getting ready to pretty much destroy the resistance. They've narrowed down. They fit, found out where they are, and um, so Han, Chewie, and Finn. They head to the base. Finn pretty much lies to everybody, saying that he knows what to do just so he can go find Rey and yeah. save her, even though she had never ended up needing to be saved, which is, an, which is another great moment for her. And I, I, I loved that, that scene. Jump ahead a little bit, but it's uh, when, when they do find her, mm-hmm. and Chewie says... No, like, yeah, let's go right there. Yeah, yeah and she, uh, they rescue, and she's, she's like, what, what are you doing? She's like, we're rescuing you. And then Chewie says, it was, it was Finn's idea, and she just hugs him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was just such a great scene because it just like embodies like their how good friendships they've just come and only just like this short amount of time. I hope they don't well it works. fall in love. I really do. I, I, mean, I don't think I don't think they will. I like their partnership way too much for them to be romantic because I there is a, ca- a rumor going around about a, ca- a casting for a second female lead. 
that is rumored to be Finn's love interest in the second movie. Nah, it doesn't need to happen. Marge. So, mm. we'll see. Because um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd be fine with that. So yeah. So let, let's jump forward a little bit to uh, what well, none of us want to accept nor talk about. I'm assuming, but no. Han confronts no Kylo Ren slash Ben I'm gonna, Solo. I'm going to get I'm gonna get emotional. Oh god. And. I want to hear you guys talk about this scene. Just break it down, and then I'm gonna. I think I have a really. I think I have a really interesting point that I can bring if you guys haven't already. But okay. um, for right now, let's just talk about uh, the death of Han Solo. Oh my God. Um, what? What? Okay. First, actually, what? What reaction did this get in your theater, Josh? The, the guy. The guy next to me was legitimately sobbing. Oh my God. Um, and there, I could hear like crying all around the theater, and I was one of them. Um, I was, it was, it was heartbreaking, man. Um, Hanzo is one of my favorite characters of all time. And just to see that happen by his own son. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Chewie was, is what did it for me. Oh, yeah. his revenge Chewy, rampage. Chewy, Chewy yeah. losing it and going, just going so berserk. Like we've never, we've, <laughs> I mean, we've seen Chewie mad before, but we've never seen Chewie like that. Yes. And that just, that broke me so much. Um. Just the whole scene, the way it was structured, like the second that Han yelled out Ben, I, I was I was like, Oh no. This no. Mm. I was like I knew it was coming. I didn't I didn't want it to come. I, I knew this was coming the day this movie was announced. Yeah. And I was like, No, this is it. And he walks across the bridge and they have this incredible conversation. And you think maybe, no, maybe there's a chance Kylo Ren could be redeemed right then because and there. Because they, he hinted, they hinted at that earlier in the movie. Yeah. And because you have, yeah, because Leia's like, there's there's still good in him. She believes it. And I believe it too. Oh, and he, he straight um, up says it. He's like, he's talking to Darth Vader's mask. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and, I don't think I'm strong enough to keep being a dark Jedi. It's not working. I keep yeah. feeling the light. Why yeah. is this happening to me? Um. And yeah, there's you have that great conversation with Han and Ben, and and then it happens, and then it just it it broke me hard. Like so, like I was in shock for a good few seconds. I was just like, it happened, and then he falls off the bridge. Oh, it was just it was it was one of the most emotional like theater experiences, probably the most emotional theater experience I've ever had. Cody, so. uh, what about you? How did how did you react to the to it? I was in shock too. I just like I feel like it was very symbolic. Like they're starting to leave the past behind, mm-hmm. and I think I'm not gonna say that's a good thing, but it definitely wasn't. I think it was necessary. I'm I'm assuming Luke knows, or just he gets like. Uh, like what happens can, with Leia? Which she just Le- feels Leia, it. if Leia feels it, Luke feels it. Like and that's Luke I think it. that's why um, R two wakes up at the end. Yeah, because Luke is Luke's like okay, shit's gotten real now. So this isn't good. I just want to ask you guys, what do you think that moment meant for uh Kylo, for Kylo Ren? What do you, for his character? A lot. I don't know what exactly, but I think it meant something very significant. I think and I that meant in. his one hundred percent full devotion to the first order Mm -hmm. at least for the next movie yeah like he's gonna be um just trying to he's just basically trying to impress snoke Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad now 
have I have one thing that I've that's been gestating ever since I first saw it. There's a scene or right before Han and Finn and Chewbacca go to the the Starkiller base, where Leia says, "If you see our son, you know, or something to the effect of, if you see our son, just try to reason try with to him. Bring him back. Yeah, there's there's still light in him." And I realize that in that in that very scene when when um, Kylo Ren and Han are having that conversation, right before he kills Han, the that's the sun that is feeding Star Killer Base is just is it goes dark uh. and the light goes out. Where I don't think I'm not so sure. I don't think he's going to be the redeemable, you know, tragic hero at the end. I think he's. I think that was the moment where like. Is that the light went out and I think he turned. I could see that. Point that's of possible. No, I think that's his point of no return. But that's just those those two that line of that Leia said and then just the the light literally going out. I just I think like, if, wow, if he's he killed his own dad, he's he's gone, man. They lost who do you who do you think who do you think's gonna be the one, if there is one, to take out Kylo Ren? Do you think it's gonna be Ray or do you think it's gonna be Luke? I I would say I think Luke's gonna eat it. Uh, so I'm gonna say Ray. Wow. Because I'm, I was, I'm, I, we'll get to Luke at the end of the thing, but yeah. I was, I was very, I was so sure Luke, I, we were gonna see Luke like doing. I mean, I thought Luke was gonna show up during the lightsaber battle. I did too. Yeah, I was really, I was ready for it to happen, and then it never happened. So yeah. I, I, I thought that for sure we were gonna see Luke in Jedi action, like come back. But um, yeah, I'm. I think it's going to be Luke. I don't think he's. I think he's going to make it through the trilogy. Mm-hmm. If not, he'll probably be dead by the end of the third one. Yeah. In the third one, at some point, but uh-huh. I don't know. So, so, sorry to have to go put you guys through that again. <laughs> but um, I'm, going to, I'm going to go through it about ten more times, yeah. at least in the theater. So, but um, so yeah, Chewbacca, like we said, or we were just talking about, he just loses his mind and just wrecks everybody. Yeah. Um, they set the explosives and they pretty much they take out uh, Starkiller Base and then we get to probably the mo- one of the most anticipated parts of the movie is the lightsaber battle at the end. Oh my god! And up until this point, I, I for one had not seen Ray use a lightsaber. I saw a toy, but I figured, oh, that's probably just like, oh, you want to give her a lightsaber just so she has, you know, kids can play with a lightsaber. But um, Finn starts off the battle with the lightsaber gets destroyed. <laughs> I mean, Finn's not a very good, very good with a weapon. I wasn't trained, so it doesn't really uh, surprise me that that happened. Tell you the truth. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, Finn, uh, Kyle Ren, and Finn fights, and Kyle Ren just kind of slashes up uh, his lower back and takes him out. And we get another fantastic moment where Kyle Ren tries to to call the lightsaber, and oh, that was awesome! Flies right past him into Ray's hand. That mm-hmm. was such a good scene. Yeah. That reminded me a little bit of in, in Age of Ultron when um, Vision picked up the hammer. <laughs> huh. I was like, this movie's I, way better than oh, yeah, this Ultron was. This movie's a million times better. But um, So yeah, Ray, Ray takes a lightsaber and starts fighting Ren. She seems to be... He seems to be having the upper hand, but she sort of have, has a little moment of clarity, and um, she just starts raging against him like Luke did. Um, when he got all angry at the end of Jedi, so she got there by a place of calmness. And do you think, because she took a lot of jabs at him, and 
you know, gave, gave him that scar on his face. Do you think that she would have killed him if given the chance? Yeah. She yeah. was mad. Maybe. She was she was pissed at um pissed at him for Han. Yeah. Because don't you I don't um it was during her interrogation, he's like, Oh, you think he's the father that you never had? Yeah. Also what are we disappointed? Yeah, what do we think of Adam Driver just without the helmet? Do you, Phenomenal. Is he, he still he, yeah, he I think still he gave the best, a lot of fear? I think he gave the best performance in the entire movie. I, I I'm inclined to agree with you. I, I, I thought he was I, I honestly I'm gonna go as far as saying I think he gave the best performance we've seen so far in a Star Wars movie. Wow. I can I, I can go there. Yeah. He he was phenomenal in this movie. With um, honestly with, with, with Daisy Ridley with, a close second. <laughs> and Daisy Ridley too. I, I I say this about I think this is the best acting we have seen in a, in any of the films so far. Yes. I, and I think it's I think it's only gonna get better. Um I think Ray, Daisy Ridley blew me away. Uh, she's about to become the biggest star in the world. Um, and again, John, John Boyega, um, Oscar Isaac, everyone, but Adam Driver, he gives one of my favorite performances, if not my favorite performance of the year. Um, I loved him in this movie. He, he added so much to an already incredibly fantastic and intriguing and compelling character. And with, even with the helmet on, he's so like, he has this like present presence and he's menacing but he can, you can still like feel there's a human character in there, mm-hmm. and when he has it off, you can really like you just there's a, such a such a um, he's a complex, damaged guy. He yeah, is like yeah, he's reeling over what he did in his past. I'm guessing like yeah. I can I think he's still conflicted about it. Yeah, like I don't I think, think he I, like he wish he didn't do it. Almost I think we're gonna see more of him dealing with him killing his own father. Yeah, no, definitely. He's. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think he, that's gonna sit well with him no. after, especially since he got beat two seconds after I, he did it. I am so excited to see him confront Leia at a point. I, oh my god, that's gonna oh. that's gonna be incredible. Especially if Leia ever, um, you know, uh, embraces the Force as much as I, I did. I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, be a good fight though. <laughs> I just want everyone to fight. No one's fighting. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we get so Star Killer Base is just the whole that and the whole planet really is destroyed. I'm assuming. I guess we can assume that you know General Hux and Kyle Ren got away. You never really see it, but they do. But and, yeah, they're fine. They got back, but yeah, that would suck if they just like died off screen. But. Yeah. Because um, um, I was for a second, I was like, did they just kill off Kylo Ren? Because when you see the the uh, the ground kind of collapse. Mm-hmm. I thought Kylo. I, I didn't realize because Kylo Ren was on the ground still. But then you see he, he's on like the other side of the bank, yeah. opposite of Ray. I was like, okay, good. He's still yeah. He's still when alive. when Ray gave him that like that whole final blow that gave him the cut on his like face and neck, I thought she. I I looked over at my friend. I'm like, did she just decapitate him? That's what I thought. I thought she just cut his head off. I w- but I was sure. I was almost sure that she would take off like an arm or something like that. Yeah. Like you know the. Or maybe cut off the arm that Vader didn't lose, you know? That would have been kind of cool. But, hmm. So, yeah, we get so the, the, the good guys, for the most part, win. They, they take off and kind of they head back. And what did you think of the moment with Leia waiting to just watching them come out of the Falcon and not seeing Han? And oh, that racing that, Ray. That teared me up me. again, too. That was. Yeah. Just seeing the look, the look they both give each other, it just tells you everything and gives you all that emotion with just looks. 
it was it was incredible. And then we get R2-D2 just suddenly waking up and they, with BB-8's help, they piece the map, piece the map together and uh, Chewie and R2 and Ray go to find Luke. And they do. She shows up. She walks up a giant mountain, even though they could have just dropped her off at the top, but I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about it. It was a cool scene. Very, very Rocky-ish. <laughs> and she gets to the top and there he is, Luke Skywalker, looking fine as hell. <laughs> he looks wow. so good. I'm not. I'm not gay, but if I were, that would be quite the the silver fox. You know, ooh, look at that. Yeah, seeing, he looks, he looks seeing great. The big, I would. No, I actually want to know how did you feel about how Luke was used? Just perfectly. Whether perfectly. It, like in terms of just his screen time or lack as thereof. As soon as I realized that he wasn't going to be in the movie till the end. Um, spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we, are, we already gave that one I know I was making, yeah. I, I'm laughing at my own joke I'm sorry I'm tired uh, I really like I thought he was used very well mm-hmm. it was um, it was exquisite it was yeah. like yeah. like I said before the fact that he's hanging over like a cloud and people are just talking about him the way that they're talking about him it's just then I he shows up and he's just like wonderful I do feel a little bad though for Mark Hamill that he had to do like months and like years almost of rigorous training of like, you know, test For of his a minute. mind and then he just he's just kinda standing there. <laughs> like, oh well. You could have probably has, they probably could have just waited for a little while. He has he has more uh, dialogue in the trailer than he does in the movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um but um anyway. Uh, I was I'm still conflicted about it because at one point part of me is like I wanted Luke. I wanted more Luke, but I get it. I totally get why they did what they did, and I think it's a bold choice mm-hmm. um, for their first movie into this new reinvigorated um, series. And I think it's a really interesting choice, and I like it. Um, I just wanted. I just. I'm just. I'm just that little fanboy. Me is just like I wanted Luke, but <laughs> I'm gonna get two movies of him, bro. Yeah, he's gonna be a big part in the next one. I want him to be like Apollo Creed in Rocky Three, <laughs> to uh, Daisy Ridley. Dominant. Um, yeah. So yeah, like like we just like we were just talking about Ray gets to the top of the mountain. Luke turns to her. They share a very kind of an awkward glance. Like they they held on that for just maybe a shot too long. Yeah. And she just holds the lightsaber out in front of her, and they just and then we get that. Um, it's like a helicopter kind of crane shot, I guess, of the two of them just standing on the island, and uh, that's the end of the movie. I just want to let me just point out real quick that something that's always annoyed me is the fact that people like to trash on movies that's obviously set up a sequel, but it's okay to, for Star Wars to do it. Like, I don't mean to come to the defense of de- defense of Amazing Spider-Man Two, but they had pretty much a similar ending as Star Wars, and nobody's complaining. Just, Star Wars was a much better movie. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, think, I mean, the problem with Amazing Spider-Man Two, it's not, it's not just because it's. I mean, that's just one of the. If you can do it in a great movie yeah. and have it feel like a self, enti- self, you know, entitled story that completely sells it as its own movie, that's fine. But me, well, I'm not gonna get into Amazing Spider-Man Two. I just thought I thought that movie was just. I thought that movie was garbage. But <laughs> no, that's cool for I'm more just, reasons than just that. But I'm just being anyway. Um, onto this, yeah, I just, I, I think you just have, 
I actually think this is the best ending to any of the Star Wars movies. Oh, um, the best ending scene, um, because it's there isn't a single line of dialogue. It's all music and all visuals, and it works so powerfully and it's really beautiful. I just, um, hope, I just hope somebody splices in "Eye of the Tiger" to that song to ah, that sequence. That'd be funny. Ah, just because um, it does have the eye of the tiger. He just and it's, <laughs> he does he does have the eye of the tiger. He's trying to give it to Daisy Ridley though. True. And you got to hide the tiger, baby. Sorry. So let's let's Ooh. talk a little bit about some. So, so that's the end of the movie. On the up on episode eight, which is by the way under it's about a year and a half away, which is pretty yep. Cool. A lot less, a lot longer, less of a turnaround. But um, what do we get, what do we think about the parallels that it made that it had with episode four? I think it had some with uh, five too, yeah, but, but, um, but mainly episode. Four. Yeah, episode it was four. mostly episode four. Almost. Yeah. Um, so I've seen a lot of people saying this is just a remake of episode four. Which is understandable in one way, but I don't get it at all. I would not way. go that far, but there are a lot of because there there are two that stand out to me completely that are I completely get, and it's you have the beginning of the movie where the MacGuffin is something is hidden in a droid, mm-hmm. um, and that's driving the story, and that drives a lot of the story, but it drives it for something for a different reason than it does in A New Hope. That's true. Um, and then you have you know obviously the the big Death Ball, um, with or the battle station that you know the uh, resistance has to get together and destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before, this is now, unlike in episode four, um, where it's this big epic sequence that it's all been building to this. It's kind of just there as a big action sequence. That's fun and it's really cool, but it's not the big thing you're invested in. What you're invested in. What's going on during this is the lightsaber fight between Rey and Finn and Kylo. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, those are the two that I really noticed. There are other ones that are minor, but I didn't feel like this really followed that plot beat for beat. It had elements of it. It shared yeah. uh, themes and moments for it, but I didn't. I didn't feel like it was rehashing. Mm-hmm. So, Cody. Um. Yeah, like Josh said, it's um. There's a. It is different enough that I'm not mad mm-hmm. that there's a lot of things that, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. It doesn't make me angry. Um, I think me and my friends, we were talking about this. I think that, yeah, they borrowed a lot of stuff, but there was also a lot at stake in this movie, you know. Like, they didn't want to redo the prequels. So they went with a formula they knew works, and so that as would, like a as a launching off point. Kind yeah, of? and it would reintroduce a, a universe, the same way that uh, a new hope introduced the universe. Yeah, I I I, I respect that. I guess. I, mean, I think that the next two movies will be a lot more um, bold. They'll make more choices, and you will not see much of a parallel to the original trilogy at all. But if we get Star Killer Base 2.0, I'm gonna scream. Oh, I'll be pissed. <laughs> I doubt. I probably yeah. won't be pissed, but doubt it. But um, yeah, I guess from my perspective, we, we I touched upon this in our Star Wars episode that you that's this is actually in for one movie is gonna be just as long <laughs> as that second movie conversation. Love it. But um, I've never really been a big fan of the first Star Wars, Star Wars or Star Wars: New Hope, whatever. And for me, I felt like the things that it did borrow from that, it just it did a million times better because 
one of my big complaints with, with Star Wars is that we get the death of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then it kind of jumps into, okay, let's destroy the Death Star. Well, this one did everything concurrently. Like, you get, I guess if you look at Han as the Obi-Wan, and mm -hmm. then they, they're, that's in the middle of them trying to destroy the base and not, you know, right afterwards. So with some of those elements, I think it works um, a lot better. And um, so I, I really was, obviously, I was pretty cool with the fact that they, they kind of retouched and, you know, tinkered with some things from A New Hope to make them at least better for me. Uh, I don't know about the majority of people, but that's kind of what I liked. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, what else do you want to talk about before we do some, uh, before we grade this up? I want to talk Where? about the lightsaber fight. Okay, yeah. I think that this is the best lightsaber fight since episode five. Really? I would go back. Yeah. I might I agree with you. Did someone say they thought it was better? Yeah, I think so. I like it. I, I just think, for me, it had a lot more going on. Uh, I don't know about that. but Sorry. <laughs> no, yes. no, no, no. Um, I, I just loved it. I loved that scene so much. Yeah. And, and I love, you know why? It's because it was not choreographed that much. Yeah. Yes. They, there was real emotions behind every single swing that every actor took. And it was just ugh, so good. And you know what I, you know what I love though about the and that and the use of lightsabers is unlike in the prequels where it's like they have to whip out a lightsaber every time they have anytime anything might go wrong, someone busts out a lightsaber. It's like okay, what's going on? Let's go, let's go hack with a <laughs> lightsaber. And it's always flippy and you know everyone's spinning around doing all this crazy stuff. But how is this? It's like a bunch of young And this, <laughs> they preserve the lightsaber. It's only used in very specific moments when it absolutely needs to be used. Which I absolutely Kylo Ren's mad about something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the lightsaber fight, it feels natural. It feels like these people are holding these heavy things filled with energy like they were in the original three. Where it's like when you swing them, it feels like it's pulling you. And you can't just, you know, oh, go yeah. twirling everywhere. Huh. So. I, never, I never realized that. But, but yeah, because that's... Up, I, I think the big controversy and the big, I guess for lack of a better word, bitching that people did with the first trailer was Kylo Ren's cross-guard lightsaber. <laughs> and how freaking cool was it? Like, when he dug it into Finn's shoulder. Like, oh, yeah. look how useless those things are now, huh? Yeah. Like, I, I just I just want to go up to everybody who ever's like, oh, that looks stupid, and just just tell them to shut up. Just scream it right in their face. Just shut up, man. That was awesome. And how was it, even if it wasn't awesome, which it totally is, how it could he even so ruin a movie? Uh, it was so good. And then when uh, when Ray got the lightsaber, oh my god. That's an incredible moment. That part was, oh, it was so significant too. This whole movie is so great. Alright, we're running a little long, so do you guys want to hit up grades first? It's burning out. Um, first, I want to, I just want to, where does this rank for you guys? Actually, I want to do that after grades. Okay. That's okay. okay. I had that point. Yeah, that's fine. Um, um, actually, you know, I, did, I have one more. Okay, yeah. Shoot, shoot. Um, so two things. First, uh, just the blending of the old and the new. Mm-hmm. I thought it was done so well. There's there are homages, there are little like winks and nods. The but original they're not movies. in your face. They're, they're not. Yeah, it doesn't feel fat. overdone. Yeah, um, they feel like they're earned, um, and they feel genuine, and they they mesh it. They do wait. Do you find ways to mesh it well with the new characters and the new story? It reminds me of how they handled it with the uh, Skyfall. The the references, I guess, to the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Similar. Um. And then the other thing was John Williams' music. Oh, oh. so good, so good. 
The First Order's theme is so great. Do you guys want me to end this episode with Ray's theme or Oscar Isaac singing Star Wars? Oscar Isaac singing Star Wars. On the acoustic guitar, okay. Because it was awesome. All right. Um, Maybe I'll do both. <laughs> good, good. I, I, bought, I just bought the, uh, the soundtrack yesterday. Nice. Um, I can't. It's so good. Um, I, I actually think it's, it might be my, my least or second least favorite score of the entire series. And I still and I still love it. That's how good that's how good John Williams is with the yeah. music in these movies. Um, but yeah, it just it's so good. Um, really, it just adds to it. Yeah, just John Williams. Just he's another. Just he's a he's a he is a character in Star Wars. So yes. Uh, was that anything else or um, I got nothing? Oh. I did want to get one slight negative I had. Okay. With the movie. Um, like I said, there are characters that I want to see more of. That was my only one of my small negatives. And it's just like, it, it's not even really a negative. It's, it's really just a positive. <laughs> it's really a positive that I just wanted more of. So anyway, um, but my other one is the CG characters. So there are three, yeah. there are a few CG characters and there's a, there's a lot of, there's so much practical effects that I loved. They all looked fantastic. Um, and, but there's, there's, so there's a couple CGI characters. So there's Snoke, there is, uh, Mas Kanata. Um, and then there's that monster thing, yeah. and I feel like I'm forgetting about one of them. No, um, that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, so Maz Kanata I thought looked great. I thought she fit in well. She looked like she was very good in it. Snoke, the CGI, I felt like a, it was a little, not fake looking, but it didn't, it felt like it was out of place. Well, he was a holiday. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so if, if that's, if that is, if he, I'll wait to tell we actually see him in person, mm-hmm. um, but just from what I saw, he felt a little out of place. Well, um, and then, and if, then you, if you blow up an image like on a computer, it does look a little fuzzy. So yeah. I was willing to believe, like, okay, it yeah. just looks a little. Um, and then the one other is that that creature, that monster thing they were battling with. Like you said, it just it just fell out of place. Okay. Um, it, so uh, mm-hmm. that's really it. Just it's just a little, little not not. I don't even know if I'd say cartoony, but um, it, it reminded like, yeah, it reminded me of the Balrog in Episode Six a little bit. Yeah, just how that kind of that did have a little that did kind of stick out. The Balrog in Episode Six. Are you talking about the Rancor? Rancor, yeah. Sorry, I, don't know. I was like, what? Sorry, <laughs> that was my one slip up, man. Hey, yeah, you did really good this episode, yeah. Yeah, on, uh, Mason. Oh, the Balrog is from Lord of the Rings. Yes, it is. It's yeah, from it is. Of the it's Ring. a big whip, dude. That's funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, that, that was my only thing. I thought it looked maybe a little, little out of place and a little, you know, maybe not the strong, CGI could have been a little stronger or done a little better, but overall, that was, those are the only little tiny nitpicks I had. Cool. This movie blew me away. So. Alright, let's get some grades then. Cody. Okay. I've been struggling with this. And I know you're trying, you're trying to keep me at a uh, even .5 or whatever. I'm going 9.75. Okay, I, that's fine. Just because I don't know what it is about it, but it's just not The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. But I did. I loved this movie. It was everything I wanted it to be. You know, fuck it. It's a ten. There you go. <laughs> Atta boy. Just if you if you're silent enough, he'll just yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Ten there, Josh. Um, so I'm 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 being as non I'm 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 not even gonna try to be. Like, you know, objective about it. I'm not going to try to, you know, in a year or two, you can ask me again and maybe I'll have a different answer because I'm just, I'm just fanboying right now. I am in, I'm caught up in the hype. I had such a great time. It's the best theater experience I've ever had. 
which is maybe I'm maybe I'm more grading my experience than the actual movie itself. This is a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. This is I loved every second of watching this movie. Uh, Star Wars is back. I couldn't be happier. It's a ten out of ten. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit up with a solid seven point five. Um, <laughs> no, I'm Seriously? kidding. This is this is a ten. This is a ten. I was, gonna, I was like, you. I was gonna wait. <laughs> Are you are you back from college yet? I'm back from college. Yeah. I was gonna I come was, and find you. I'm not in the phone book. I was about to hit the hangout button. Yeah. No, dude, this is a ten <laughs> out of ten. If I'm, I, I couldn't even. I can't make any. I cannot make any case for this being anything lower than a ten. It, it got, it got me many times. Even the second time I saw it, it got. It's just as good the second time. Mere hours after I saw it. Yeah, literally, I saw it at, you know, one at two at midnight, and then last night and then four o'clock today so and it was just just as good i'm so jealous of you guys I can't, I can't wait to see this again so oh yeah so real quick let's do quickly uh how does this stack up with the year like with your favorites of the year and then how does it stack up with the series we'll go year first cody year it's probably um it's slightly above creed okay so my number one of the year so far. And what about with the series? With the series, it's right. It's minusculely below Empire Strikes Back. Mm, nice, nice. Josh, year and then series. Um, so year of the year again. I'm 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 not gonna try to be objective and look at it like as a, what's the better film. To me, uh, it's I mean I can I will say I think maybe if I look at it as like filmmaking and, and all the elements how it's put together, Creed is maybe slightly the better film. But what speaks to your heart, man? It's that's all that's what movies are about. What speaks to your heart? To you just gotta let it in. It's, mm-hmm. it's the it's to me. It's my personal favorite movie of the year. The Force Awakens is number one. It was always gonna be number one. There you go. I knew it was gonna be number one. It's just like you with Spectre, and it's no. That's that's me, and I don't care. That's yeah. who. That's what I want. So the heart wants. The heart wants, man. Yeah. Um, and then uh, how it ranks up in the series. So I, I again, I I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. To really know, but as of right now, I would say I'm just gonna go through and rank them. I guess least to worst. I guess I'll go. Um, it's Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones, or Revenge of the Sith, and then I'd say right now I have it: Return of the Jedi, tied with The Force Awakens, okay. and then A New Hope and Empire. Really, I think yeah. that The Force Awakens is a much better movie than Return of the Jedi. I think because well, I mean personally, I love Return of the Jedi. Like Return of the Jedi is a ten out of ten for me. So I I love Return of the Jedi. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Cool. So uh, for me, it's it sits very nicely at my second favorite of the year. No question about that. Still, I like Spectre more, and I've seen both twice, and I still Spectre's where my money's at. But second, this is still they're on the same they're on the same level really. Uh huh. And as for my favorites of the series, this is probably my favorite one. I've seen it twice now. I, I obviously don't have the connection to it that you guys have, so I'm coming out from a little colder of a perspective. But even then, it just I it just it hit me, man. It really hit me. And I've seen it twice, I, I so think, I can justify saying this is my favorite Star Wars movie. I think this is definitely the movie that if you don't grow, if you didn't grow up with the series, mm-hmm. and then you just watch it like as like a teenager or an adult, as the, the original as a teenager or adult, yeah. and then watch this, this will probably be your favorite. Mm-hmm. I can totally understand that. Yeah. It's so. ticked off. All the boxes for me of what I wanted this thing to be and what it could have been. And for God's sakes, 
how could how could how did this even live up to the expectations? I don't the know. Loftiest how expectations I don't know that. for anything ever, really. Like, wow! I'm I don't know. thoroughly impressed with J.J. Abrams as a human right now. Yeah. Doesn't he doesn't even need to do anything? No, like, ever. He's I, 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 This is this is why when I when they first announced to me, I was like, J.J. Abrams needs to do this movie because we saw what we did with he did with Star Trek, which was. Star, Star Trek Wars. was his practice run. It was so. Star Wars with the word Star Trek in the title. <laughs> um, and then I was like, this is the guy to direct Star Wars. And then they got him. I was like, this, and everything he said. And then we see his movie. J.J. Abrams knows what Star Wars is. He knows it so well, and he chose it in this movie. Yeah. Um, so. Thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. This, uh, wow. <laughs> Whew. When's episode eight? When's episode May twenty sixth, two thousand seventeen. Let's can't wait. Why are we back to May? We're I know. Three days away. Josh, you and I were you. I tweeted this about you. You tweeted about, it and I replied. These these are all these should be December movies, man. Yes, I do agree with that. Um, I felt like this just felt like this culmination of this like it's like this celebration mm-hmm. that we have at the end of the year, and it's gonna. It, I think they make more money in December. Yeah, like if you look at May, May now, the summer blockbuster thing is like movies are going to start losing each other's money because they're all competing with each other. Yeah, if you put this thing out in December, it's going to have like nothing going up against it for like a whole month. Well, to to its credit, it's it's going to stake out some territory no matter where it is. Really, uh-huh. yeah. So it's going to get like a the, the next two weeks are going to be pretty staggered just, just out of respect for Star Wars. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I would. If I would love it if they were all December releases now, because yeah. you finish school or you know whatever you it's come like, towards Christmas break. It's on the last day of classes. Exactly. It's like, go, it's let's like, go see so, Star Wars. Something to look like, forward to. Get through finals. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas time, but more importantly, it's Star Wars time of year. So I just like it. Would just it just it just feels so, and it feels like it doesn't feel like a summer movie in a way. Yeah, really. Because yeah, obviously it's a big blockbuster and has the explosions and the fun stuff, but I mean, and, and, you know, not to say some of the blockbusters don't have characters, heart, and good storytelling, because I think they do, a lot of them do, um, but this is just, it's something so much more, and it just feels like, it feels like a big celebration, which comes at the end of the year. Yeah, that's when so. the world parties, and most of the world parties, so why not throw Star Wars in there? It, it, when, I, when I left this, when I left the movie, I just couldn't help but thinking, like, what are we even doing? What is Marvel even doing? What's DC even doing? Like this is, this is the purest form of just unadulterated cinema. Just this is it. This is what movies are made to be. It's like, ugh, I just man, Whew. you get it turned me. That's for sure. I'm so happy. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, I want to go watch Star Wars now. <laughs> Soon. Oh man, bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was that. That was a a discussion about twenty minutes shorter than the actual movie. So good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and much and god damn, is it worth it? It's, it's whew, couldn't be more worth it. So great. So guys, see it in IMAX if you can. Yeah, I might. I'm, I might need to I'm, do that. I'm definitely going to. So guys, that's Star Wars: The Force Awakens. We we made it somehow, but um. Yeah, let's just say so long for right now. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore RealFlex. You can also email us at 
realflixpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us everybody. Yeah, do some crap. Do whatever you want. Send us, send us hate mail. Who cares? Picture your dog or cat. Perfectly cat. But. Yeah, please, kitty cats. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, until next time, you guys. May the force be freaking with you. Oh, God, God. oh I'm so happy. Lights of bright on Broadway. They say there's always magic in the